This is Saturday morning's must-listen format. The Melbourne Racing Panel. Panels up to the feature, the Group 1 CFO stakes over 1,400 metres. Group 1, wait for age. Field of 10, clear of scratchings. How does the market look in the feature, Jamie? So, Warren, for this one, I'm just going to read out the market order for the prices because we've got two that are now holding the exact same amount of money all week. Jack and O, who is the 10, had been the best-backed runner and had been holding about 20% more than I'm Thunderstruck. Well, looking at it this morning, I'm Thunderstruck is now at $4.40. And between those two, they're holding the most, and they are literally 50-50, but the money's coming through for I'm Thunderstruck today. Then we go down to Tuvalu, who at $6 would be holding about 20% less than those top two in the market. And then we've got another little batch that are starting to have just a little bit of a dabble, which is the seven Gentleman Roy at $6.50 and the eight Nugget at $8.50. And then the two, Mr. Brightside at $10. But the money and our customers, Warren just can't split those top two, Jack and O and I'm Thunderstruck at this stage. How are you reading the tempo here, Mark? Well, Gentleman Roy is the fastest horse, Warren, so I think he jumps and leads from three. M Zara dictates the speed. Um, Gentleman Roy tends to run along at a, a, certainly a genuine tempo. Tuvalu obviously holds up from one. You would think six leaders back in the blinkers. Chura, if it jumps, is handy. And Callsign Mav draws out wide, usually likes the race somewhere near the front, so it, it just has to chance its arm if it wants to go forward. Fine Thunderstruck's an interesting one. They've outlined they want to ride it closer than last campaign. Maybe Jamie Carr's looking for something like the back of Nugget in about midfield spot. Look, I think I'm Thunderstruck will win. Go back to that first up run in the Menzi last time. It was outstanding behind Snap Dancer, who scooted around Caulfield on the fence and just booted away and got a winning break. But big long run home here. If I'm Thunderstruck can get a spot, not three wide, on the back of something like Nugget, I think I'm Thunderstruck is the best horse and will run them down and win to beat number 10. Jackano got the job done first up, wasn't spectacular to the eye, but had to get through inside with the big weight. It'll be much fitter for that. You go back to the Golden Rose and the Everest. It's certainly good enough to win a race like this. Seven Gentleman Roy. I don't know if he can win off that first up win, but he's going to be fitter. He's going to roll along on the speed, be hard to run down. And 3-2 Lou, sitting behind him, blinkers first time, getting a great run. He's in the mix also. But I think I'm Thunderstruck will win. One ten seven and 3. Your thoughts on the Group 1, Gator? Yeah, same horse on top. Less effusive than uh, my learned colleague, uh, Mark. But, um, look, I had trouble splitting him and Jack and O. Um, but Mark's made the case. I mean, he was midfield in his trial. He stormed over. And I think that's as well as he's trialled. And I'm thinking this might be his prep as a mature five-year-old. Um, the Memsey run Mark's referenced as well, fresh last time in. Jack and O was a really good return, wasn't it? He beat, the older, uh, sorry, beat his own age, gave them all weight, ran the quickest late section of the day doing it. He ran down a horse called Golden Se- uh, In Secret. He's run down Aft Cabin. Uh, so no worries about the three-year-olds measuring up against the older horses, uh, given this guy was beating a length and change in an Everest. Aegon, I think, is the best roughy. Uh, caught in the quicksand first up last time in New Zealand and then a really good win second up. He was the best closer in the Cantala. Tuvalu, Alligator Blood and all those horses were right on speed. They set a one, two, three. Uh, and Gentleman Roy, he's got to tick the weight for H box still, but he's running the times, and on his Tuvalu form, he must have a case, and his fresh rim was terrific. Tuvalu's next. I thought he just came up a little bit thin, but he's never run poorly. He's a must for your exotics. One ten six seven for me. One ten six and 7 from Gator. Mark Hunter with one ten seven and 3. I'm also with 
on Thunderstruck. He won't be leading, but he'll be strong late. Love the way he's trialled up. Love the way he's worked leading into to this first up run. And he's effective first up. He's going to love the, the spacious hillside circuit. But I'm with him, but uh, yeah, I'm probably a little bit less effusive than, than Mark also. One for me, head of the stable mate, Jackano, who should get a lovely run. He was able to win first up. His run in the Everest is a strong indication that he's going to measure up as a wait-for-age horse here. Seven, Gentleman Roy. I think he can give a good sight riding the speed. He's a big frame of a horse. Yes, he's rising in grade, but uh, he's got to be tested there before he can be proven that he's not up to it. He's got a fitness advantage. He'll roll along on the speed. He might give a terrific sight riding the speed. And his stable mate, Mr Brightside, he's probably going to have to be ridden a little bit conservatively from that draw, but his form obviously ties in well with I'm Thunderstruck and others, and he looks to have trialled up very well also. One, ten, seven, and 2 from me in the Ore Stakes Race 7 on the card. Race eight's the Carline Cup. Over 1,600 metres, a Group 3 set weights and penalties conditions here. Scratch number four, Surefire. Jamie, how's the market read here? Well, Warren, there's a really great money in this race. A lot of these horses are seeing some support. So we'll start with the one, Smoke and Romans, who at odds is the best-backed horse at $18. The two, Deshaun Sweet Jr. is at 101 The three, Crosshaven, is at 10 The five, Corner Pocket, is the best-backed runner and is holding more than double anything else in this race, currently at $3.30. The six, Sunshine Rising, at $5, would be next best in terms of support. The seven, Sosibon, has seen interest at the place price of $4.80, or you can take it for $19 for the win and then some of the other runners that have seen some interest is the 12 pounding at $6 and the 15 deny knowledge at 12. Gator what's your, your thoughts here on the car line cap? I think the speed looks uh, genuine enough corner pocket deny knowledge probably settle one two Crosshaven, Keith, Sosie by a number of others will try and take that trailing spot there's only probably two of them up for grabs so that'll be interesting to see how that unfolds. Corner Pocket's uh, run last time was um, well, it's fabulous. I mean, if you backed him, um, you certainly had the right horse, in my very humble. He worked early in a fast run race. Uh, he was uh, absolutely left a sitting duck for pound. He was just sitting back watching them cut each other up in a fast speed. Got by him uh, narrowly. This guy, Corner Pocket, fought his uh, little heart out. Um, but uh, we weren't in front at the end of the race. Tragic stuff. Four kilo swing on pounding. Oliver takes over. He'll run the mile out. You know, no worries there, obviously. I mean, his only other mile run, he was beaten into third by inspirational girl and Zaki in a blamey. So I'm not sure what the knock was there going into that race. Sunshine Rising resumes. Good horse. Safe ground. Powerful to the line in the trial. Wide with 60 kilos. Beaten two lengths in a festival stakes. Fresh last time in. Look, he's not a spring chicken, but he hasn't been uh, overly arduously raced either. Deny knowledge led, kicked strongly to win the Battle of the Turf, easily beat Solosophile, who was heavily back to win in Sydney subsequently. And Crosshaven must have a case if Corner Pocket does, two lengths off him and a, and a kilo swing. Um, probably needs the breaks to, you know, a pounding sort of run uh, to turn the tables on him. Um, but some hope for sure. 5, 6, 15 and 3. What are you doing here, Mark? Yeah, I'm with Corner Pocket. I think Gator did everything that needs to be said. It was terrific last time at the Valley. The weight turnaround on pounding. Goes forward with the nine knowledge. Doesn't have to lead corner pocket. Can take a sit if they want to drive it insane. Um, so I think it's the one to beat. To beat number 12, Pounding, who won that race at the Valley. Did sit up perfectly there for it with no weight. Draws a wide gate here. I'd like to see a quieter ride on Pounding and use that turn of foot with the 57 and the wide gate. A six sunshine rising. Run two ago with a beauty. Too far back last time. And then one smoke and Romans. If they do go mad up front, 
he looks like he's come back in great order this horse. He's going to be strong late and running on. But I think five is the one to beat. Five, twelve, six, and one. Five, twelve, six, and one from Mark Hunter. David Gately's numbers in the second last five, six, fifteen, and three. Oh, but number six, Sunshine Rising on an each-way basis. Those two runs for Mark Unum have been terrific, really, making ground in the festival and then too far back but closing well in the Ingham. Trolled beautifully between runs. I don't know how much tactical speed he's got, but Blake Shin will try and take as much advantage of that draw as he can. Each way for me, six, he had a five-corner pocket who absorbed some pressure, ran well, got the weight turnaround here from an inside draw with Ollie aboard. No knock on the way pounding's going. He does have that weight disadvantage relative to, to corner pocket, but he's going well. And as Mark Hunter said, we might see a slightly different style from that wider draw here and, and chiming in late. And I'm throwing in at 100 to 1, Darshan Sweet Jr. Love the way he's trialling. I, I think he's over the odds and some chance of a complete blowout and certainly adding value to multi 6, 5, 12 and 2 for me in the second last. We get to the last, the tile importer over 1,400 metres, a benchmark 84 to finish, stretch numbers 7 and 10, Jamie. So, Warren, this is a very open race. It's $6 the field here, so not surprising that pretty much every single runner has had a bit of interest. So the one Savannah Cloud is the $6 favourite and would be the second best back to runner in the race. The two, Yaffet, is at 34 The three here to shock at $6.50 is the best back, but there's not much separating here to shock and Savannah Cloud's holds. The four, Munamek, at $7 has also had a little bit of a dabble. The five, My Mate Sunny, is at 41 the eight sparkle at eight dollars fifty is also one of the better backed runners in this race, as well as the nine flash flood at nine dollars. But Eagles Crag, so at eleven dollars, sorry, number eleven Eagles Crag at eight dollars is also seeing a lot of support, and I'd say is probably holding the same as what Savannah Cloud is at this stage. And then the twelve East India Man at eleven has also had a bit of interest. Speed looks okay in the last to me. Savannah Cloud will be somewhere near the speed East India Man also. And- I think here to shock can probably roll forward from that wider draw and hopefully just get into a, a nice rhythm with the full set of earmuffs on. He's a horse that just melted in the heat and he does get hot regardless. But I like this jump out between runs with the full set of earmuffs on. I could see Ollie just trying to keep him in a little bit of a, a clear space from that wider draw here, stalking the speed behind Savannah Cloud and East India Man. And I'm giving him another chance. He's uh, number three here to shock on an each way basis. Head of one, Savannah Cloud, who set up a solid tempo last start. Back to the 1,400 metres here. Gets on well with Matty Lloyd. Four, Munamek coming through the, the same form line. Maybe a little bit on the fresh side. Watching it all unfold from a good draw. 1,400 metres might suit Munamek and nine, Flash Flood. Coming through an inferior race, but running good time to win first up. He'll be fitter with that run under the belt. Three, one, four and nine from me in the last. Mark, how are you coming home? Uh, wide Warren, I don't really know what will happen here. I'll tip number four, Munamek, who is coming back in trip. Uh, that race, they just sort of held their ground last time. Nothing wrong with the run. Speed looks okay for it here. I'm sure it'll be running on to beat number three here to shock. I like here to shock away from Flemington, and I like it back to 1,400 metres. Can certainly win off that first up run. Just not a horse you can put your full trust in, that's all. Uh, 13 blowing. Won a week of race last time. Good ride there. Certainly goes best for Craig Williams. And one Savannah Cloud, who I think is better suited. Back to 1,400 metres, has had a lot of racing, but we'll go forward and give you a choose your great side. 4, 3, 13 and 1. How are we coming home, Gator? Well, look, we all love Jamie uh, a lot, but I can't believe that uh, the $16 Wednesday night for Eagles Craig was correct. Um, I think he's a really good horse, and his trial was exceptional. 
he charged home first up, last time in. And what was a much, much better day to be right up on the speed, he still almost beat Not Usual Glorious, who's a handy horse and has been uh, to benchmark 100 grade in Victorian 1. So, you know, his previous fresh run, he was second to Mr. Brightside. So, yeah, win, lose, or draw. I think uh, dear friends you know, got it wrong there. Sparkle uh, resumes. Couldn't have tried a lot better. I mean, look, in my very humble, went better than Tuvalu in the trial. He's a Group 1 winner, and some are tipping him to win an all stakes today. Uh, obviously, the first run in Australia draws awkward, but late in the day, Hillside might not be an issue. Hit a shock. He's his own worst enemy. He would win any benchmark 84 on the planet, probably, if he, if he turned up in the right frame of mind, uh, you know, mentally as well as physically. And Savannah Cloud um, is absolutely bulletproof. What a ripper. 11831 home. David Gately, 11831 coming home. Mark Hunter, 4313 and 1. And a wide finish, my numbers are 3, 1, 4, and 9. Damo from Epping, just wanting to recap a couple of numbers. Gator in race 3, his numbers were 3, 1, 2, and 7. And Damo, my numbers in race 5 were 12, 11, 2, and 3. Jamie Rogers, one of the best back runners at Sandown and around the country today. So the best backed at Sandown Warren, they're coming out of race one, number six, so unusual, and race three, number one, Barber. But race four, number one, Charmstone is the best backed, not just at Sandown, but across the entire country. And then at Randwick, race one, number two, Don Corleone, who's now at $1.65, is one of the better backed runners at Randwick. But the best backed over there is race eight, number one, Animo, now into $1.70. And he's been a very, very popular runner since markets first went up. What's one of the country's hottest tips is Jamie Rogers playing today? <laughs> I'd use that term very loosely, Warren. Um, I have got a few that I really can't wait to see go around today and I've got So Unusual as my best bet for the day and I also like She Dances and Charmstone but the one for me is just to see the CFO stakes. I've got Jack and O on top but I wouldn't be surprised. I've got my sneaky as Tuvalu. I just think he's never missed the placings when he's fresh, goes well at Sandown and likes the 1400 metres. So we're in for a great day of racing. Absolutely, Jamie. Thanks for your help this morning. Best of luck today. Thanks so much, Warren. Have a good day. Time for a quick break on the Melbourne Form Panel. We'll be back with the team's best bets and quaddy plays for Sandown.